I think many of us often find ourselves in a triggered state, but don't understand what's going on or what to do with it. One thing is true though, that every trigger can be an opportunity from God to become a more free person and more connected with God and those that you love. Good morning, Blue Otter. I just wanted to have you join us with worship today. This song is about our weapon being a melody. So when we sing, when we sing God's praises, the enemy has no power. Um, he loses his power when we praise the name of Jesus. So we need to join us in worship.
Aloha, welcome to Blue Water Mission Online. One of my favorite Bible verses is when Jesus said on the Beatitudes, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And so let's ask the Lord to search our hearts and make it pure, because we want to see God. So Lord, come, come Lord, we want open up our hearts right now, God, in the stillness of, of life, God, we just make space for you. Search our hearts, Lord. You see everything in there, and there's times we feel ashamed of what's in there. Thank you, Lord, that you come in and you can pull that shame out. You can pull those wounds out. You can heal anything that is broken in our heart, the most sensitive part of our life. God, come in, Lord, and make it pure. Make it whole. Make it complete. God, that is you. Only you can do that. And it is a supernatural power. Come, Lord, because we want to see you. We want to encounter you today. Come, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Lila. Welcome to our online service. I want to give you some announcements today. First, we'll start with our tithes and offerings. If Blue Water is your home, 
uh, and you're part of us, we know that we're called to give and we're grateful for your generosity. There's a lot of ways to give online um, or you can mail in a check to the office. If this is your first time with us, or you're visiting, please consider the service a gift to you. Uh, we have a Sunday fun day, those are continuing. Join Rolo and the gang at Kaimana Beach this week at 9 a.m. And everybody's welcome. They're having a blast just hanging out together and fellowshipping. We have a big announcement about our supernatural ministries. God has given us a blueprint in the scriptures for how to live supernatural lifestyle, which is one of the main core values of Blue Water, of seeking God encounters regularly. And I've had the privilege of leading that ministry for the last five years. And now I'm being called into a new season where my boat's gonna be ready and I'll be doing ministry on Blue Jacket. So stand by for more information on that soon. Yeah, I am actually one of the good fruits of Julie's faithfulness. Not only did she hold up Supernatural Ministries as a whole, she also created space for focused prayer and intercession at Blue Water. And many of us learned what intercession is. We experienced the power of intercession. And through those prayers, we got to see God's kingdom flood into situations with breakthrough and change. And I am so grateful to you, Julie, for paving the way for many of us in the ministry of intercession. I never thought in my entire life that I would be so excited about waking up at 3 a.m. <laughs> to press in yeah. for hours and to experience God's tangible presence in that. And I owe thanks to you for that. So thank you, Julie. Uh, it's with great excitement and huge answer to prayer that Lila is going to step into and lead the supernatural ministry and take it to the next level. Uh, the supernatural ministries include our prayer teams, which is our Sunday morning online prayer folks, and also when we meet in person, and our intercessory prayer meetings, and then also our sozo ministry and our prophetic ministry. So I, through our friendship and, and hanging out and ministering together, we have, I've seen God's authority and gifts work through Lila to bring beautiful and deep transformation and healing to many folks. Thank you. I am so honored to be chosen for this role and I'm really excited about it. I took a lot of time to press in and pray about it before making this decision and God is speaking. He's already downloading plans for the new season of Supernatural Ministries here at Blue Water. So as we build and raise up leaders and folks to join into these ministries, um, stay tuned because we will be giving you more information in the near future and you can get excited because new things are coming. And now let's get our hearts ready to listen to Pastor Rolo share about um, our current sermon series where he's talking about what faith gets you when you've been triggered. Have you ever seen someone behave uh, in a situation that was way more intense than was necessary? Uh, maybe you were that person. I have two kids and I find that I do this very often. My son is three and my daughter is one and a half. And I remember this one time where I was at home watching the kids. We were in the living room. I was just sitting there and my son suddenly gets very frustrated about something that my daughter did. And he's obviously getting a little angry, a little frustrated. I'm just kind of watching them, see what happens. And he raises up his hand and he turns and he just hits 
my daughter right across the chest. And at that moment, I was like very angry. Suddenly, I basically flew across the room, picked up my son, flew into his room, put him in his crib, and slammed the door. And then I came back to myself, and I was just like, my face was hot, I was breathing hard, everyone was crying, and I was triggered. Have you ever had one of these moments where something happens and you just super overreact? If you do ministry, this could happen. If you're married, that might happen. If you have kids, this will definitely happen. If you're trying to do close community vulnerably with others, it's definitely going to happen. We are, uh, we've been on a sermon series called, What Does Faith Get You? And it's a series that aims to portray what a healthy faith response is to different life situations. And today I'm going to talk about what faith gets you when you are triggered. Yo! This is, <laughs> some people are triggered already. Um, this is a big subject and there's a lot to say. What's probably going to happen is I'm going to leave you with more questions than answers. But I'm hoping that everyone who hears this message will be encouraged on their own journey of uh, inner health. And when I say inner health, what I mean is like people will use um, emotional health or emotional intelligence or mental health. Basically, in my head, everything that happens inside of us, conscious, subconscious, our inner world, our soul. Uh, we're going to dive pretty deep into the subject. Try to follow with me because I have a lot to say. But I really feel that God has some specific things that He wants us to know about this topic of being emotionally triggered. I think many of us often find ourselves in a triggered state, but don't understand what's going on, what to do about it. It's tricky because it can actually range in intensity from really subtle to really intense, and it can show up in many different ways. It can be anger. Uh, a lot of times it's scared, but it can be as subtle as like biting your nails too much or tapping, 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 kind of like that kind of stuff. It can all be us subtly being triggered by something going on in our environment. One thing is true though, that every trigger can actually be an invitation from God to be more free as a person and more connected with God and those that we love. Being emotionally triggered can be understood as anything that sparks an intense emotional reaction regardless of your current mood. It can be a memory or an experience. The term was originally used by psychologists um, as early as 1918 as they were trying to understand the cause of um, war neurosis or what was later called post-traumatic stress disorder in war veterans. But more recently, the term has gotten really popular in social media, blogs, and magazines uh, to describe strong negative feelings caused by a picture or a story. And some people are just using the phrase to describe when they get irritated or offended, which is eh, not a great use. Uh, but lots of people are using the phrase nowadays 
And I think it's because it's a really great way to describe something that all of us have to deal with, which is past pain. You see, we were all created with the ability to experience physical and emotional pain. Our body and our mind remembers painful experiences and then tries to avoid them as much as possible. So, so much so that we can lose control of ourselves if we're not careful, kind of like how I did with my son. Um, I turned into this flying, fast, scared maniac man, which was weird. Uh, <laughs> one thing that amazes me about Jesus' life, as I read about him in Scripture, is that no one was ever able to force him to do anything. We find that people were often always trying to get him to do stuff, and we see a mix of him like doing what some people said and then definitely not doing what some people said. But no one was ever able to fully control him or manipulate him, even though many times people thought they were. Even in going and being hung on the cross. He didn't even die until he was ready to die. You'll read that um, he, he was on there and one of his last words was, Father, unto you I give you my spirit. And then he breathes his last breath and he dies. There's even this interesting account where he's led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And I want to read part of this story Real quick, in um, Matthew 4, it's when he is well, led into the wilderness. So this is right after um, he's baptized and, you know, the Spirit lands on him and God is like, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Right after that, the Spirit leads him into the wilderness, it says, to be tempted. So, He's in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. So he answers, you know, he gives him an answer, and then the devil comes again. And he goes, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, blah, 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 blah. Jesus pushes him back again, doesn't do what he says. And then eventually, he just keeps trying to tempt him, and Jesus goes, Satan, just get out of here. Like, over it. Leave already. But <laughs> I, I find this story super interesting because this was the enemy's opportunity, supposedly, to take down Jesus. And how does he do it? He doesn't come with, like, the big old army to try and kill him. He doesn't come with this, like, craziness. He just comes and tries to tell him what to do. There's actually something way more deeper going on. People who study emotional health and emotional intelligence will say that our actions are directly affected by our emotions. And our emotions are directly affected by the story we tell ourselves as we have life experiences. So what does that mean? This means that we don't live life according to our past. We live life according to our interpretation of our past. So if the enemy wants to control our actions, all he has to do 
is change our storyline, to try to get us to question what God has already said over us. You notice the first thing the tempter says to Jesus is, if you are the Son of God, which is crazy because God just finished saying, this is my Son. So you see the enemy coming in, trying to change the story. Basically, essentially saying, you're not the Son of God, so prove it, right? And Jesus will not prove it. He won't do it. He won't think about his storyline the way the enemy wants him to think about his storyline. Because if he does, he can be controlled. You'll notice this is actually the same tactic that the serpent used to Adam in the garden. He tried to change the story. He goes, did God really say, don't eat this fruit? Did he really say it? He came in and tried to change the story and Adam believed him and did what he wanted. Jesus lived his life with an understanding of what God wanted him to do, which is super impressive. But he was also able to follow through with what God wanted him to do and complete his tasks, which I think is way more impressive. And he also did it without sinning. The way he did it was also a way that pleased God. It says that Jesus did not sin. Even though he did things that offended people, he did things that offended me, uh, apparently it was still fine with God. But to me, his ability to do what he know he was supposed to do makes him the freest person ever. Because the freest person is not the richest person. They're not the strongest person or the smartest person. The freest person in the room is the person that can tell themselves what to do and then do it over and over again. Self-control is a descriptor of Jesus' ministry that is not talked about very much, but I think it's kind of funny because we all need it. Um, Nobody practices perfect self-control on this whole earth. We are actually born with zero self-control, and parents will know this really well. And how many problems would be solved in the world if we all would just keep our hands to ourselves and stop hurting each other and just get along, right? One of the things that I really want you to know today about triggers is that they actually can alert us to a problem. It indicates that there's something in us that needs to be in alignment with God. And if we just react to it, we'll slowly lose our ability to control ourselves. We'll slowly lose the story that's going to keep us in line with God. But if we pause and respond to it, it can become a powerful place of encounter with God. You know that time when I freaked out about my son hitting my daughter? It was, a, it was a time that I really decided to own the fact that I had lost control of myself for a bit. I was really upset about what he did, but I was more upset about my overreactive anger. I was really harsh with my kids which is the last thing I would ever want. You know, like I would never in my right mind say, I want to be harmful to my kids or any loved one. 
But I realized in that moment, if I don't check myself when I'm triggered, I may not have a choice. So then as I slowed down to process the the moment afterwards, the Lord started to reveal something really important about myself and about my past. He brought up memories of arguing and violence uh, between my family members in the household where I grew up. And he even reminded me of a, a time when I was in my teens where me and two of my friends, we got mugged in a parking lot late, uh, late at night after we were coming back to our car from bowling. Two of us were hospitalized that night and one of my friends almost, almost died. The Lord told me about how just a little scuffle between my kids touched on an old wound from years ago that he wanted to heal. But he also told me that beneath the wound, beneath getting mugged, beneath the violence, under it was a calling from God. A design from God himself that I was supposed to be a man of healthy family. You know, it's often the place the enemy resists us the most is the place of our calling. It's the place of our purpose. Because the truth is, nothing is more threatening to the works of the enemy than a follower of Christ who is fully walking in their calling and their purpose on earth. Our faith in God is how Christians are able to give pain a purpose. It's faith in the God who works all things together for good. Faith in the one who helps us to say that what the enemy meant for evil, God used for good. You know, there's a battle over the self-control of every person. And the enemy wants to partner with our past pain to try and change our story, to control us and to get us to harm ourselves and those we love. But if we pause and let Jesus into these hard moments, he can help us and heal us and empower us to be in full control of ourselves so that we can fully love those around us and even find purpose in life. I love that Galatians 5.1 says this, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit to a yoke of slavery. I want to spend a little bit of time in prayer with all these things in mind. Father, we just thank you again that um, it's for freedom that you set us free. And I really believe that as, as I was talking today, there are people out there listening that um, some painful moments were being brought up. And right now, if you're in a place to sit with the Lord, I want to invite the Lord into that moment with you right now. If you are going through remembering a painful time, 
just invite Jesus to come into that place with you. Take time to listen for God to reveal to you what is going on in your story. What does the moment look like to Him? And He's going to speak to you truth about who you are and what's going to happen in the end. We know He makes all things work out in the end. And I just want to bless that truth to touch every painful situation. I want to bless every parent that's trying to raise kids right now in a tough time that may be getting triggered or maybe you've got tough family members. I bless you to choose to pause and let Jesus even come in those moments because I want to speak over you right now. You know that you would never want to harm another close loved one. God didn't make you to do that. He made you to be powerful and in control and loving. And I just see the Lord releasing even now powerful emotions, powerful self-control, new words to say to hard situations. Father, we partner with the Ministry of Reconciliation to bring fathers back to sons, to bring families back together, and that in the midst of pain and hard things going on, you can come in and bond us and heal us and strengthen us because you made us all for greatness. We thank you, Father, for the calling, the great calling and purposes that you made, you designed in each one of us. I even pray a blessing and release over each one of those right now. And Father, we just celebrate you today. We thank you that you provide a way for freedom, self-control, and radical love for those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey there, Blue Water Church. Thanks so much for joining us today for our Sunday service. I know I am so grateful for Pastor Rolo's gift of wisdom and for what he shared with us today. Imagine the freest person in the room isn't the richest or the strongest or the smartest, but the person who can consistently tell themselves what to do and then just do it. And God has that freedom, the power of self-control for each of us. I'm looking forward to seeing what God wants to release, the hidden purposes and power behind the very things that tend to make us trip up. How about you? If you have a prayer need, I want to remind you that we have a new prayer system. You can go to bluewatermission.org slash pray, put in a prayer request, and someone from our team will be praying for you this week. Also, if you would like someone to pray with you in person, like on the phone, you can also put that request in, in the same spot on the website. Hope you have a great day today. Maybe join with Pastor Rolo at Sunday Fun Day, and we will see you next week.